0: Really said, I'ma put dirt in your eye before
1: Spider-Man. I'm Michael Matlock. I've got intro. No, you don't. Yes, you do. (laughs) I'm Michael LaFaver. And I'm Ryan Matlock. We're two storytelling fans of Beyond Gilead. And today we're reviewing 10-7 Mud Pies and Blind Eyes by Lori Twitchell. So join us for episode 132 on our return to Gilead. Here's the summary for today's episode. When Hope wonders why Grace hasn't been healed of her blindness, Grace tells her the story of Jesus healing the man born blind, and how God's timing is always perfect. Why don't we start this one off with the clip of the day, because I think that will be a good springboard into discussion for it. Yes. Also because I don't want to forget. Let's do that. Do, do you have it? Do, I think. How do you want me to send it to you? <laughs> Give me a sec. If I may be so bold to ask, why?
0: Why what?
1: Why everything? Why now? Why me? Why here? Everything is in my father's timing. It's all for his glory, even your eyes, so he may be glorified. This, I think, is a good example of how this episode does a good job at telling the Bible story. It's a very faithful adaptation, and the... One or two little things that it adds are things like that, that make perfect sense in the context of the episode. Yeah, Jesus didn't say that exact thing to the blind man, but that's the context of why he healed the blind man at the beginning of the story. And it makes a good bookend for what the theme of the story is being brought out to be. However, that exposes another thing about this episode, that the the part of God's plan and God's timing that is relevant to this story is at the beginning. But the episode wants to make it seem like it's relevant throughout the whole story. So once that happens and the man is healed, and then there's all this stuff about, oh, who healed you? Oh, it was Jesus. Oh, you can't say that. He healed on the Sabbath. Oh, let's bring his parents in. Talk to his parents. No, no, he doesn't know what he's saying. Yes, I do know what I'm saying. It was Jesus who healed me. Oh, you're kicked out of the synagogue. All of that, which is part of the story, and the point of which I think is more there's a price for following Jesus, and he changes the lives of those that he touches in ways that other people can't even imagine. And then he still ministers to us even after all of that in our afflictions, even after right, all or that. Or even
0: just telling the history of what happened and the political upheaval with the Pharisees.
1: Sure. And what would eventually drive them to uh, like to condone his crucifixion. All of that. Yeah. Th- that's all the immediate context of scripture. And it's fine that it's being told here. It's It just doesn't really apply to the other half of the story, which... I also appreciate why Hope would think that, she's a new Christian, and thinking that, oh, well, we just read this verse about ask and it will be given to you. See, can you find? Well, well, well yeah, well I, I want grace to be healed, and of course God will want that too. Those are both fine messages, but it's a very loose connection to tie it into that beginning of this story that uh, the rest doesn't really have a lot to do with that. You want to take it from here? Sure. I think the
0: main thing that this episode suffers from uh, I'll put it this way. So Grace is the moral I don't want to say foundation. I guess the she's high ground. supposed to be the mo- the moral high ground. Yeah, the moral driver in a lot of episodes. Basically the kids come to her, they believe x she knows why to be biblically true and she guides them towards that gently and graciously. Huh, Grace. Um, And that's the point of the episode is that she fills the role of being a mentor spiritually to the children. The problem with this episode that I can kind of pull out is that she doesn't correct hope on the basis of the context of the scripture she's misunderstanding. She points to an entirely uh, entirely separate scripture to uphold a completely separate idea. So, right now, the the text that um, Hope is misunderstanding, is it Matthew 7, 7? Yes. Here that... It's Matthew yes. 7. Okay. Just wanted to make sure it wasn't like some other book also tells the story or something. In this uh, scenario, we're looking at Matthew 7, 7... And the text of the cent- uh, the text of the verse that she's reading is Asking it will be given to you, seeking you will find, knocking the door will be open to you. Everyone who asks received, he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks the door will be open. And the thought that Hope has is, Okay, anything I ask for I'll get. And so she goes to Grace under that pretense, and Grace is like, sorry, it doesn't work that way. Let me let me point to an entirely separate story that talks about how we can honor God and give him glory through our afflictions. And that's all well and good. That's a good defense for why it's okay for you to be blind and why you don't think that God is cruel for allowing you to be blind. But But that that doesn't answer the question. Yeah, we're still left with like, okay, bear with me here. Because I was a child that thought this once, and when adults told me, no, no, you can't actually just use, you you don't have the equivalent of the Force just because you ask God for things... I was like, what? No, I could totally tell this mountain to move and it'll just happen. <laughs> and I've also heard the Bible talk about the faith of a child. Well, I'm a child and I have faith. <laughs> Let's just let me do this. Stop trampling on my faith. Your parents Gosh, are like, oh, he knows, he knows too much. It's not working. It must have been your lack of faith. That's, that's a thing that I actually thought when I was a kid.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: The unfortunate thing is no adult actually took the time to understand the Bible enough to explain it to me like I'm about to do here. So here's the first thing, is that... Go for it. This whole passage where Jesus is talking about asking God for things, he talks several... He gives several different examples um, throughout his teachings that I'm going to draw out here that help you to understand kind of the thing that he's asking. So it actually comes right after this passage. He says, which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? So if you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? What is he trying to say here? Is he saying that God is a vending machine? No. No. What he is saying is that it is important for people to ask God when they want something. Let's take a look even further back in the Bible at many times that the Israelites did not do this. Every time you'll notice that the Israelites come up against um, hardship in their exodus from Egypt, they cry out against Moses and they don't say, we've been asking God for this thing and he won't give it to us. They say, we should go back to Egypt. We're going to (laughs) die. It's clear that they never asked God in the first place. So I like to think, or I, I, I have at least fairly certain that as Jesus is talking to the Israelites, the Jews here in this passage, and he's saying, you need to ask. When you need something, you should ask God. Did you know that you receive things when you ask for things? Did you know that even if you went to someone that is locked up in their house for the night. And this is actually also another passage where Jesus talks about this. He says, if you go to somebody and they're locked in for the night and you knock on their door and you're like, hey, hey, in there, I need bread. My family's starving. And they open like a window or something and they're like, no, go away. I've already closed and barred the door for the night. Come back in the morning. Uh, My family's asleep. Did you know that if you keep knocking, eventually... He'll let you in and give you bread to get you to go away because you're making such a racket. And then he uses that. He draws that out. and He's like, "Okay, if you can get humans to do things that you want, that you need desperately. Did you know God loves you more than your random, annoying neighbor? And he's even more likely to give you this. But the problem is we are proud people. We don't tend to ask for things unless we get really, really desperate. But this is what Jesus is saying is, guys, just ask. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Stop being complacent in just keeping all your troubles to yourselves. He wants us to live in communion with our Father in heaven, and he's drawing out how they have not been doing that. That's what this passage is talking about. So if we take that spirit of that message and we say, okay, this verse isn't saying that God's a vending machine, and that if I ask for a lollipop in my hand, God's just going to give it to me. Well, why wouldn't God give it to me? Isn't it good? Well, it might be pleasant to me, but that doesn't mean that it's good. I mean, it's sugar, and it wouldn't be good if I suddenly thought, oh, I can just get anything out of God just by asking for it, and it'll pop up in my hand, so now I kind of come to treat God like, I should just ask for anything. I start to take God for granted. In the end, him giving that gift to me doesn't really become good. It actually serves as a stumbling block, perhaps. So we can come up with some pretty good reasons that God might not just give out things willy-nilly. I feel like everything I've explained about this passage, how it's Jesus essentially saying, live in communion with God and come to him with your desires, your needs. Ask and it will be given. What he's saying is... Talk to God, essentially. And if Grace had said something akin to that, it would have addressed Hope's misunderstanding of the passage. But to go somewhere completely different and simply say, oh yeah, so I'm blind to bring glory to God, doesn't answer the initial misconception. She doesn't leave this conversation, this Bible story, having had anything she previously believed dispelled, or made sense of in any way she just has something added on top of it which when we've just come out of a series of episodes about foundations is a bit ironic
1: (laughs) yeah so let's take a contrast to this and go to adventures in odyssey just because it did it better the episode worth it in album 71 tells the same story but ends with jesus healing the man it doesn't have the whole fallout to that be the main bulk of the story instead the whole point of the story is why are you blind since childbirth? Why did this happen? Why do bad things, why why do evil, why does evil happen to people who are, you know, innocent? Or why why are things that are affecting this man for his whole life? Is it because his parents sinned? And that's the question that one of the disciples asked. That's the question that's in here too. But that, that's not the same lesson as is being taught here, presumably. That one is why are these things happening to these people who can't control them? Whereas here it's, well, if I ask for it, why doesn't it happen? In any, like, in the best interpretation of this story and its relationship to the episode, it might be that Hope walks away from this thinking, oh, well, that man wasn't even expecting it, and Jesus healed him. Well, what if I ask? Jesus has got to do it for me. Jesus has got to heal grace, right? Because he healed that man. But grace extrapolates it to, well, it was in God's timing, you see. It's like, oh, okay, well, can you tell us a story about that? Can you tell us a story about how something worked out in God's timing? Because that wasn't really what we got here. I I think the potential for a story about God doing things in his own time and about if you ask, he may not necessarily grant that to you and like what the context of that verse is and what the things are that we request, all the things you you mentioned, I feel like that would make for a, a great episode. But this isn't the story to go along with it,
0: right? It's not. It's not the issue to go along with it. Like the, yeah. the story that hope, the thing that hope is dealing with, is not a question. uh she's not like, why has God made you blind for so many years? Like, I could see that being a very well. Because let me tell you about episode. a man named Tom Richter. <laughs> right, right. We could we could have a really great episode if Hope has the initial starting point of the episode being that she's a brand new christian and she's like god loves his children and then she like goes to school maybe and the kids around her she's trying to evangelize and they're like god loves his children well what about grace isn't she a christian she's blind
1: oh yep yep that plays in so much better and it gives us good character development for hope that gives her an active scene it's already fine the way that it is to set up the story, uh, to set up a story, but to set up this particular story, yeah, that'd be fantastic. That's a great tweak right there.
0: That would lead to there actually being a conflict in the episode that needs to be resolved because we see that we would see that conflict in Hope. As it is, the conflict is unfortunately like just kind of this awkward grace, like, oh, you're you're gonna pray for me? Uh, maybe don't. And it's like you're gonna tell her not
1: to pray for you. <laughs> what <laughs> well hope tries to explain it and grace goes oh i see and then hope goes no but you will soon and then, she, <laughs> then she says get it Joke. pun
0: rating 10 out of 10
1: <laughs> then grace goes oh i yes did you think of it all by yourself and then hope goes yeah i did isn't it cool <laughs> why are we talking about this
0: i love i love when we tell the audience that a pun is cool
1: is that? Oh wait, that's what I do either? every episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not us making the pun and telling them that it's, that it's cool. <laughs> yeah. So all in all, I think we can agree that the the integration of the two storylines is pretty meh.
0: Yeah. Like I I will say the audio drama is not done poorly. Like yeah. If we just if this was just like a Bible fifteen minute Bible stories with Grace and we didn't have. A person asking about it she's just like hello everyone i'm gonna read a story and then we got the audio drama it would be something that growing up if i listened to it i'd be like oh now i have that story in my head and i can basically tell retell that story at will and that's how a lot of the bible is ingrained into my head is just that i heard it in an odyssey episode and odyssey imprints on my brain like a fork on butter <laughs>
1: <laughs> i am jl <laughs> I, I used to have wife
0: <laughs> of Hebrew the king <laughs> It imprints on my brain like a nail in a like, <laughs> the temple. A nail in king. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten.
0: Hold on, hold on. I've got to recover so I can actually tell this joke. <laughs> 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 like a nail in King Caesar's head. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's funny. I love this. Okay. <laughs> well, how about the the theology that Grace gives after the story itself? If we say, okay, it doesn't matter what was said during the Bible story, let's talk about what Grace says to Hope. What did you think of that? Did you have any any notes during that I'm sorry, but I'm sorry. Still... You need to recover. Okay, you nah, need a second, okay,
0: buddy? Okay, Say, just ask it again. I was busy thinking of nails.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not going to ask it again. You know what the question was. <laughs> I don't
0: actually. Literally, <laughs> oh. my brain was off in La La Land. <laughs> just like imagining tent pegs.
1: <laughs> and milk. and Yes.
0: <laughs> and the uh, <laughs> Fashion <laughs> Network.
1: Yes. What a brilliant episode. Written by Odyssey fan, too, by the way. Okay.
0: Really? Uh, Wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait! Hold on. Dan Klein wrote that.
1: Yeah, he was a co-writer, and Nathan Hubler adopted it. No, good job, Dan. Okay, back to this. What do you think about the conversation that Grace and Hope have after the story?
0: Oh gosh, it's uh, <laughs> behind the scenes. Um, we haven't uh, done this in a we, while. We reviewed yeah. this, and then the recording was uh, an issue, and we yeah. have to re-record it. And to be honest, I don't remember the conversation. <laughs> Can well, you okay. remind I'll, me? I'll
1: r- run through the beats about? here and there. So hope is like, well, wait, that, that doesn't make sense. Why why would, why would God do that? And Grace is like, well, I don't I don't know the plan. I don't know why God has this laid out for me, but I trust God. And she also says a line about, I think it's better to honestly share our feelings and our confusion with him than to just get mad at him. And then she knows that she might not see everything now, but she will see in heaven. And then she talks about her testimony and how she has a powerful testimony because she's blind. And just tying that back into the rest of the series, we've seen What a great testimony Mm. she has had to the kids and to the Richters because she's blind. And she goes back and forth with Hope and eventually they pray and Grace prays and then Hope prays. And in her prayer, she still prays for Grace to be healed. But she says, I trust you to do what's right in her prayer. So it seems like we're about the same place as where we started. It's just Hope has a better understanding of what that verse was somehow. I I think it was fine, though. Hey, this is Editing Michael, just coming in to say that this discussion ended up being a lot longer than we originally intended, going into the topic of God's sovereignty, what that means for grace, the nature of sin versus suffering, and some nuances of Calvinism and Arminianism. So, if you want to hear that portion, it'll be in an extended episode right after this one. For now, let's wrap up this regular episode. Back to me. I want to mention a couple of fun things. First off, there's a reference to Michael making French toast, which was established in one of Lori's episodes previously in the hope that heals that he makes French toast. And you can hear yeah. the construction in the background of the first scene. So I thought that was pretty cool, too. And then that's uh, yeah, that's about it. Just a couple notes here and there. I think we've talked on as as long as we were uh, going to get out of this episode for what uh, what it had to offer. So mud pies and blind eyes. Is that a pun, Ryan?
0: I don't even know. Uh, it sounds almost like some reference to something that I'm too young to, re- to understand.
1: I think it's, yeah. As far as this episode goes, it makes sense. But other like, reference, I don't know.
0: I don't know, like the Green Eyed Peas or something. I don't know. Hey, Okay, let's go to the raps.
1: Well, that was an episode. Yeah, you know, whenever I record one of these, it's always me sitting down and taking notes and going, man, I have no idea how this is gonna turn out. And then getting to the recording and going, oh yeah, this is actually good. And I'm looking down at my timer, we're 48 minutes in. I'm like, I don't know if this is going to be an extended episode, if it's going to be two episodes, an episode and a right. bonus episode. That's It's it's a great talk, though. So thank you for being willing to have these these yeah. deep discussions on this podcast, Ryan. I love it.
0: Absolutely. And
1: I have a challenge
0: for the audience. Yes. To send in a voice message, adding your voice to our discussion, but with a caveat. Do not simply align yourself to, oh, I'm a Calvinist, oh, I'm an Arminian. I just want to hear... Just your genuine yeah. take on the matter, not politicized, not polarized. Just, I want to hear your genuine heart
1: on it. And give us references. Make sure you back up your beliefs with scripture. If there's anything we've been talking about on this podcast, it's that the opinions we have, they, we, we talk about them in the episodes, about why we have those opinions and why we think episodes are good or not good for those reasons. So... Share your thoughts with us. We'll share them here on the podcast. We will. We definitely will. Absolutely. Unless you swear at us, and we won't do that. What's... Oh, actually, we might... Oh, no. Never mind. What's the next episode, Ryan? Uh, it's Ranch Blessing. Yeah. Uh, we're having a guest on for that
0: episode, so until then, I'm Michael. No, no, no. It's me. Uh, I'm Ryan. Uh, and I'm Michael. And Thanks for joining us. We'll see you in the next episode, where we'll once again return to Gilead.